The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, and welcome to the channel where we talk Kanye West. My name is Travis Bean, and there wasn't really any Kanye news to report on this morning. That's kind of my job now on this channel, is to jump on here in the morning because Chris goes to bed late and doesn't wake up till the afternoon. Uh, then we usually record our podcast then, so he doesn't get to the news till usually the evening. So, But I'm kind of looking at the news this morning, and I'm not seeing much, but I was, I was looking at a few articles and that keep harping on the delay and I keep seeing people on Twitter who are upset and people in the comment section of YouTube. And I understand all of the frustration that a Kanye fan would have and a Kanye hater would have <laughs> that Kanye is doing this with the Donda rollout. Um, but I just wanted to take a second to offer a differing perspective uh, as a major Kanye stan. I mean, obviously everyone knows that I'm hosting a Kanye channel and podcast and have been for six years now. Uh, he's been my favorite artist for as long as I can remember. So maybe you could take that for a grain of salt that I'm defending a lot of what he does. Uh, but a lot of his old time fans don't really care for what he's doing now. So there's definitely a difference between me and a lot of longtime Kanye stands. And I think a lot of it has to do with how I think of artists and art in general. So this is the differing perspective I'd like to offer in and it, you could be as upset with Kanye as you want and frustrated, but um, maybe you can gain a different point of view after hearing how I've been viewing this rollout, which um, to be completely honest, I'm not frustrated or annoyed at all. I even paid money to fly to Atlanta, <laughs> you know, paid for air ticket or airplane ticket, uh, paid for hotel, paid for meals while I was there sat around doing nothing for a while just waiting for the show to start uh it was hot as hell <laughs> like i couldn't really go anywhere or do anything um like all everything was lined up and the show started two hours late like connie was just setting me up to hate the experience but i didn't and in fact found it very moving and um telling of connie as somebody who really I think studies Kanye and, and gets to know him more and more through his art. I, I feel like I better understand him each time an album comes out, each time he has a rollout, each significant event in Kanye's life. Like I feel like I'm learning more and more about him, which is why I, again, I understand the vitriolic reactions to him. Um, because as a fan, you want the music, you know, you, you want what Kanye promised you. But I guess I'm different in the department that I think he needs to think about me as a fan when making his art. I'm very appreciative of artists and I kind of give myself over to them. I give myself over to their art and I like to fall into it and understand it and use it, use their art to better understand them. I, I think it's one of these 
art is so beautiful in that way. It's it's the opposite of like politics or something ugly that's used to divide. Art is immortal. It's it's inherently beautiful, even when it's ugly. The way it tells us something about somebody or a place in time. That's something that really can't be matched. And an artist that is able to achieve something like profound and transcendent, like Kanye does, uh, I really cherish something like that. That is a commodity in my life. So when I look at Kanye and what he's doing with the Donda rollout, all I really see is the beauty of it, which, again, you can be as frustrated as you want that, you know, you paid money or you waited for two hours for Donda to come out and then it didn't come out. And he said there was a release date, but we didn't get it on that release date. Like, I understand the the surface level frustration with that, but that kind of stuff dissipates for me very quickly when I look at what an artist is doing. And when I look at Kanye, I, I just, the whole, I mean, the fact that he's back in Atlanta, I think it's like where you can start. The album's called Donda and he was born in Atlanta. That's where he first was with his mother. And while he spent most of his life in Chicago, his, his roots are kind of in Atlanta. Like that was the beginning. So to see him go back to Atlanta, I think is a very important part of the Donda rollout. I think he's trying to inhabit the spirit of the album, which is why it's so incredible that he won't leave Mercedes-Benz Stadium. <laughs> he won't leave Atlanta until the album's done. Maybe he will, I don't know. But right now that's, that's kind of the story that he's holding up in the stadium. It's become this place for him and it's become this very symbolic representation of his need to get this album out before he moves forward because we've seen Kanye throughout his career lose people and lose important things in his life like we talk about it on the show all the time the first two albums Kyle Strap out late registration Kanye is looking to embark into on the world and become a superstar and represent the black community and represent people who, who feel oppressed in general, who feel like they don't have a voice. And Kanye becomes this representation of like what you can do. You believe in yourself so much that you can have a voice. You can go out and do anything. And then we get, but the thing is that what Kanye attaches to that plight is superstardom is celebrity. And what we see over the course of several albums is how hollow celebrity life can be and how while you do set out to do these things and inspire people, you have to focus on yourself as well, which Kanye seems to stop doing as he falls further and further into the hellhole of celebrity and discovers how empty it is. When, and we see what it cost him on graduation, an album where he literally does embark on the world. We talk about it on the show if you want to go listen to our podcast, Watching the Throne. <laughs> Um, the album has a three-part narrative where Kanye like wakes up in Chicago, then goes out into the world and and kind of tests out the waters of being a celebrity before trying to come back home and homecoming, but losing his home and losing his big brother, Jay, on Big Brother. And then, of course, 808s hits and he's lost his mom. He's lost his fiance. His entire foundation has been rocked and stripped away and he's kind of floating in the ether. And ever since then, it's been the slow build to rediscover that stability that he had lost when he lost his mother. And a big part of that was finding a family, marrying Kim, having kids. And then, of course, came his reconnection with God, 
which we saw on Yay, Kitsy Ghost, Jesus is King, and a reconnection with himself. By, by building all of these elements back up in his life, he was able to achieve normalcy. <laughs> like these just precious key things we need in life to keep us moving forward and and just doing more with our lives it's it, he couldn't achieve all of these next level gigantic things that he had always set out to do these reasons that we all love him until he worked on himself until he discovered the the importance of of mental wellness and and being attentive to your mind and it's it's just been incredible to see him go in that journey and that's how I really think of Kanye's progression from album to album. We really see him expressing that in his art. And I think now we're kind of seeing that in the rollout of Donda. We've really reached a culmination, I think, thematically and symbolically for Kanye's art because he's gone through all of these motions. We've seen him build up all these things in his life that are important to him. And now that he's reconnected with God, he's at this, he's suddenly at this this crossroads because he's his family is no longer what it was him and Kim are divorcing and he's and he's going down this brand new path where he kind of has to redefine himself and how do you do that well he's looking to his mother he's for the first time since 808s which is an album by the way that doesn't even really talk about his mom that much coldest winter is maybe the most overt homage to his mom but other than that, every song is about a relationship. So this is really the first time we're seeing him heavily concentrate on Donda and bringing her to the forefront of what he's going through. So him being in Atlanta, where he was born, where his mother had him, it's there's so much emotion in... Oh, God, Lord, I'm going off. <laughs> there's so much emotion and meaning tied into that that it can't be taken lightly. You can't just throw out an album when it's not ready. And the fact that Connie is testing this album out in front of us and making us part of that experience, of that growth he's currently undergoing, of him trying to reconnect with his mom, like he's putting all of that out in the open, laying it bare. And when I think of it that way, like I really don't care about release dates. I don't care if Def Jam promises it on this date and if we don't give it on that date. I None of that really matters to me. I'm concerned about Kanye. I'm concerned about the artist and the art and him producing the best and most meaningful art possible. And if that means it takes however long it takes, however, however many more listening parties he needs, like I'm okay with that and I'm going to be there for it and I'm going to support him the entire way. Uh, a lot of people think might think that sounds really crazy and cultish, <laughs> but... It's just how I feel about all of my favorite artists. It's not just the Kanye thing. Uh, Kanye just happens to be my favorite artist, so maybe I'm a little more expressive about it. But that's how I feel. And I know not everyone's going to feel the same way, but I hope that this perspective maybe offers maybe a little more insight into why Kanye's doing what he's doing and how there can be beauty to derive from it. Uh, thanks for watching. That's my spiel for this morning. That's how I'm starting my day. You could tell I'm, I look like dog trash. Dog trash? <laughs> I wanted to say the S word, but I realized I can't say it on this channel. Uh, otherwise, we, we lose our, our ads. Anyway, uh, thanks for watching. If you like this video, if you like our channel, like, subscribe, comment.
anything you could do to get YouTube to notice us and listen to our podcast, Watch It a Throne, uh, a lyrical analysis of Kanye West. We talk about a different Kanye song on each episode. Today, we dropped the See You in My Nightmares episode, which we are really excited about. It's actually one of my favorite Kanye songs. It's a song a lot of Kanye fans hate, actually. So I'm hoping that maybe you'll gain a new perspective uh, from the episode. Thanks for watching. Uh, and until next time, stay wavy and keep it loopy. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.